Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Maybe we should have discussed it before we got on the air. <laughs> Byron, go ahead and take it, man. I, I know we didn't say anything. We was, we've been talking about stuff going on. Me and Byron is in our own conversation going. So, Byron, I, I, I know I didn't say anything. I guess you expected me to say something. So, anyway, welcome to Blog yeah. Talk USA. It's me and Byron. <laughs> Byron, Glass, and Sherwin Simple out here. And it's a lot going on. So, we're going to really get into it. Byron, come on. You, you, yeah, good afternoon. Welcome to Blog Talk USA on Blog Talk Radio. It's uh, about 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We know that uh, today uh, was the homegoing services for uh, Mr. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, What is his name? I don't don't forget his name. Uh, The the gentleman that uh, lost his life. Uh, to a knee, George Ford. Uh, George, George, George. George Ford. I, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. George Ford. A lot going on. Uh, uh, mind. We, we know you, it. We know you just got a lot on your mind. <laughs> yeah, but but he, here's the thing. Uh, the question that we want to ask tonight to the audience: Do we really know what's at stake? What is it that we are marching for? What policies need changing? Are you willing to help with that change? If so, what are you willing to do? Are you willing to run for office or get politically, socially involved in your community? Are you willing to challenge your church, your pastor, that the ministry is outside of the four walls just on Sundays? We don't need to go back to normal because if we do, we'll get the same results. We need something new. We need new people. We need new ideas. Are you going to be a part of the problem, a part of the solution? We're asking you tonight to join into the conversation with Sherman Simple, uh, Mr. Ron Spikes, and others who may join us uh, out there. Uh, you can call in, uh, press uh, 1 if you'd like to be recognized to talk, but this is serious business. Uh, things are going on and don't really nobody understand. We got the streets filled with people. We got the coronavirus going on. We got people that are flocked together wearing masks, but we've also been told that the virus itself affects predominantly African-American individuals with problems, uh, pre-existing problems. So we like to try to inform everybody and give them the opportunity to join in and talk about this. As Ron stated earlier, we had a pre-conference conversation about some of the things that took place today. Now, when we're talking, make sure that you understand uh, we're giving our opinion just like you can give yours. We're not trying to critique what's going on, but we're trying to understand what's really going on and what are we willing to do to move forward. Ron, uh, Simp, I know Simp, well, I'll take it to you. Uh, you were out there today. Uh, you actually saw 
uh, the historic moment taking place. Uh, you know, today uh, it's in the record books uh, for good or bad. Uh, we hope that it's for good because it has started uh, a continue to assist in the movement that has been going on for 40, 50, 60 years since. For those who uh, may be out there listening from other states or other areas, uh, tell us what uh, impact uh, this had on you when you were actually uh, able to see uh, everything take place uh, out there in Houston, Texas Day for George Floyd. Really, it gives you chills, man. It, like goosebumps when you see that casket pass by. You've seen it on TV, you've seen it, and you realize you're part of history. you got to see this, you know. This something you can tell your grandkids and great-grandkids that you saw the funeral pass by and you saw a movement. This guy made a movement. <laughs> All these Jesse Jacksons and Al Sharptons, they've been trying for 40 and 50 years to make a movement. You take one guy and they took a stance. And these young people, what's really going on, it ain't the older guys. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to take no uh, credit for nothing. It's these young guys. They don't care. They got an attitude that we would die for the movement, and that's what they're doing. They don't care. Whatever it takes to mm-hmm. make it, this happen, they're going to be recognized, and you're going to respect them. That's what they're saying right now. Mm-hmm. And, and so, uh, can, can you blame them? Because uh, this generation uh, appears to uh, already have forewarned us back uh, in the early 80s. Uh, you know, a lot of the rap groups came out. They took a stance. Uh, they told us some of this stuff uh, that we are not witnesses and seeing uh, live and in color with cell phones, uh, you know, recording. Uh, Ron, I know you got a son that's probably uh, in that millennial age. Uh, Ron, j- we we talk a lot uh, with our mm-hmm. private conversations yeah, that, uh, that that are very relevant uh, to uh, mm-hmm. what's going on. Uh, and it appears that now, Ron, uh, even when you say uh, something as simple as uh, bring up Reverend Sharpton's name, somebody wants to debate, somebody wants to argue when we're just really giving uh, simple uh, observations based on what we see uh, from where we're sitting. Do, do, you, do you feel like, Ron, the climate is uh, so high to where blindness can uh, be a factor and allow us to miss the mark on uh, what we're trying to do, which is create uh, a, a new normal. The old normal self is not going to work because look where we're at now. What, what do you think about that, Ron? You know, the one thing that, that kind of gets me in, in the whole situation is Simp brought up a good point, and you brought up a good point before we got on the air. But here, here's the thing. If we're not training our younger people to speak in our behalf, and the only way that we going, we're going to get a response from the media is from the same guy. What what if Al Sharpton dies? What what happens when he dies? Does our voice die with him in the media? Sometimes you have to ask hmm. yourself questions. You should be grooming somebody to come behind you. I think that was the same thing. Same thing that they, that happened when Martin Luther King died. They. Never groomed anybody to come behind him. His message was so strong that when when it came when he passed away, there wasn't nobody to replace him. So for years, we have tried to replace Martin Luther King, and, and, and it's going to fall into the same boat when it comes to Reverend Al Sharpton. I mean, yes, well, he, he can bring the media glass, but but bringing the media means that you're going to have to get somebody else to bring the media because you're not going to live forever and ever. Ron, I got an answer for that. The answer is the preachers. The preachers now are silent. And 
And he said it today. What are they sissies? Al Sharpton called it today. He said they sissies. They don't want to talk. No. If you you had a movement back in the day. It's the pulpit. No. Well, I said sissies. I didn't want to say it like that. But he said it. Uh, you, don't, you don't have nobody with no balls to get out there and say something. Uh, me being raised the way I was raised with my dad, he, he didn't fear nobody. So he came and told you whether you're white, black, and Mexican, whatever. He likes everybody, but you're not going to punk him. And that's what it, that's mm-hmm. what he'll do. He'll he'll try to help everybody. At the same point, his life was on the line. He didn't care. He's gonna say what he had to say. Mm-hmm. That's the way I am too. I'm not gonna bag down for nobody. But I tell you what, 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 at the same time, Ron just said it. These young guys, <laughs> they're not trying to hear. Ain't no more Matthew stole the watermelon. <laughs> Ain't no more nobody telling on nobody. These boys here, and we together. Let's do this. And it, it's really scary because you saw him walk up to the White House. You saw him bearing down the police station. Back in the days, it was like, no, we can't do that. We're going to get in trouble. These boys don't care mm-hmm. about no trouble. You're going to get them what right. they want, and that's just just. What, 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 Seth, let, let, me, let, me take it, uh, let, me, let me take this question to you and Ron than anybody else is out there. Okay, if, if, if we're saying, uh, we uh, generally speaking, that uh, the ministers or whatever Sharpton uh, used, uh, you know, in this context, if, if we are in fact saying that, is it in fact, uh, our fault, our being the people, uh, for not putting them, uh, 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 challenging them rather, uh, to get out. Because, like we said in the intro, uh, what happens on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in the community? It, it don't just stop on Sundays, uh, you know, for the two hours that you go to church. So, uh, should we challenge them more? Well, you know, I'm from in the country down here. Well, I'm from in the country down here. Uh, I'll let you go, Ron. Uh, go ahead, Ron. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm, I'm yielding, man. I'm, uh, I want I'm to in the country, and, and, and I blame I my, my grandparents. I blame my dad, mm-hmm. my mom, and people like that that let them get away with stuff. When we had that time where the preachers were messing with the deacon wives and the deacon wives messing, and still them handling business, they was doing other things. They're being selfish, and they should have been handling mm-hmm. business. And we let that slip right after Martin Luther King. Well, Martin Luther King didn't believe in all this. He believed in trying to help us. Well, he had that fighting. Everybody else had something else on their life, on their, on their mind. And all this uh, national convention, uh, NAACP, what they doing? What Cornell X doing? What are any of them doing? They're not doing nothing. They're all for themselves. And it ain't, you don't need nobody out there talking about no, pushing no black, black lives matter, black this, that. No, it's justice. Because at the same time, you don't want nobody saying white this and white that. But guess what? We're not getting what we want, so guess what? Now we got to go to Black Lives Matter. Cap didn't work. Mm-hmm. Now Cap is the man. He's the hero. Now, after everybody's standing for it, oh, well, Cap did what's right. Just like Jesse Jackson, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Al Sharpton said, no, nah, he's right. He's been right. He just turned right. He's been right. Mm-hmm. And now you got these athletes yeah. standing up and not scared, too. Now the athletes going to help us. LeBron James talking, uh, Michael Jordan talking. Uh, they went against uh, Drew Brees. So he had to change and apologize, and he wouldn't have no team. You messing with his millions of dollars. You start messing with their pocketbook, mm-hmm. somebody's going to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, I, I agree with you, Sip. Uh, I think that – oh, go ahead, Glass. I was no, go ahead, Ron. Go ahead, no, go, go, ahead. Go, ahead, go ahead, Ron. No, I was just going to say, based on what Simp just got through saying, the commissioner didn't come out because of, uh, of, of anything that was going on or what was Booyah. going on with the uh, with, with, with the Floyd family. 
you know, Drew Brees <laughs> is like one of the top NFL quarterbacks out there. He represents the league in so many different ways. I'm gonna get to you in just a minute, Aaron. Don't 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 go nowhere. But um he represents the league in so many ways. So I just want to tell you that he didn't come out because of, of what was come going on. on with George Floyd. He came out to defend the come NFL on. and the great white hope. So don't, 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 don't sit back and get, get the two confused because what Drew Brees said was wrong, and he realized it was wrong because when the black players spoke up, all of them started speaking up. Now, I could be wrong, but I think it's like 89% blacks in the NFL. If they walk out, what do you have? You have a team owner with a bunch of money and a bunch of empty stadiums that they have to explain to the city why they can't fill them. Because there's another league out there called the USFL that's starting starting up right now. And if you lost all your talent to the USFL, what you gonna do then? So he had to come out. Don't, don't we 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 always get fooled by. Uh, I, I really want to say my word, but I I can't say it now. No, don't do it. But um, but I'm gonna tell you something else. I want yeah. y'all to do some homework tonight. Find out why the general manager for the Texans was fired. Find out why he was fired, and you're going to see why, why that's not talked about. Find out why he wasn't fired. That's your homework assignment for tonight. Find out why the Texans didn't have a general manager. And you're going to be well, surprised. I want you to tell me. No, you ain't surprised. I want you to t- no, 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 I don't want to be surprised. This is Blog Talk USA. Everybody has the right to know. And if Sherman Simple has some information, don't make us research it. <laughs> he fired all the messes and blacks that was working in the stadium. He was firing them. He was just hired. He wasn't even on duty six months. Remember, he wasn't. He just got hired. And they, and uh, uh the guy, what's his name, Hopkins, was against it too. He was the one that, that ratted him out. So they had to get rid of Hopkins too. But he was told not to talk. So Hopkins really got a gag on. He can't talk. But he know a lot. He know a lot. But y'all, wow. y'all do some research on that. And 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 you'll see what happens. Gotta let go too. Yeah. Hey, Byron. Aaron. Aaron out there. He want to ask a question before you get ready to come back in. I guess he want to ask the question. So I don't know how long he got. I just brought him in. Gentlemen, can y'all hear me? Come on in. Yeah, I can hear you. Come on in real quick. Hey, Baron. Would would you could you repeat that question, Baron? I, I really. I'm enjoying, man, the way it's starting off. I almost didn't want to say nothing, but I... I no, 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 Hodge. Can you ask the question you should ask again? No, 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 Hodge. You, you know, uh, we, we, we kind of chopped it up a little uh, today. Uh, and, and this has been right. serious. It, it, it's not been uh, critical, uh, but we've we got to realize that there's a question that we have to ask ourselves, even though we're asking other people questions. Well, we, we have right. uh, seven days a week. We have activities that are negative going on in the community seven days a week. I don't, I don't care if the minister is from Little Rabbit, Australia. He has an investment in that community. So the question is, is on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, where is he at and if uh, he or she at, and should we be challenging that person not just to come in the community on Sunday within the four walls, should that mm. person get outside of the four walls? The, the straight answer to the question, Barry, is absolutely if we talk about holding people accountable as much as we do, what excludes the preacher from being held accountable? Uh, I think what happened some time back is we put the preacher on a pedestal that he didn't earn to be on. And we forgot that the preacher really is supposed to be the chief servant 
of the community, and somewhere along the line, we made him into uh, a rival with God. So we don't right. approach preachers and pastors the same way, even though we see the wrong, like somewhat what Simp had mentioned, and we allow it because I think we are afraid of the consequences, Come on. Come on. which to me is stupid. Right. If, if this is a person that represents standards of good and righteousness, um, I think that they should be able to to uh, accept that kind of uh, responsibility and not shy away from it. Now, there's something else I want to touch on, Baron. That you you asked, you put something on Facebook, man. That I was, it gave me chills because I tell you honestly, man, I I am hundred percent against putting on what I'm gonna say just like this. Not disrespecting family and loved ones of this brother who was slain, murdered. They have a right to put on any kind of home going or life celebration that they want to. But I think we lose sight sometimes of how these things are exploited and the whole damn narrative before we realize has been changed. This, right. in, in my in my opinion, it's too easy when you have any when you have a movement because it's like, I think it was Simp and, and yourself both said, this brother's death is quite a bit different. Not because it, we haven't seen about some of our people killed in the same manner, but we saw full intent from the time the man was on the ground, right. the whole duration. We saw the expression on the face of this officer. And so it it took away all excuses of whether or not he was trained properly, whether or not there was some aspect that this brother did something wrong. None of that stuff matters and none of that stuff applies. So we looked at an outright murder, live and in living color, and I'm telling you, any opportunity that people have or we give them to change that narrative to make it look like that's not what happened, they will take it. So whenever there's high emotions, like there are right now, very raw and high emotions, some people don't respond or forget what the goal is in whatever statement. we Because we still haven't learned how to respond versus react. Right. We're reactionary people. Come on. We react. But we fail to prepare so that we can respond. A response to what is going on is not waiting for for anybody else to tell us what we should do. And so, Deb, I'm saying to you again what I said last week. That's what the youth have decided later for what the hell we're talking about. They're going to respond to what they see and hear now. So we got an opportunity to either be on the side of the fence where the response is going to come from, or we can continue to sit back and say, yeah, well, you know, our youth need guidance. Yes, they need guidance, but they're not taking no more guidance from cowards. Exactly. Period. Point blank. Come on. That's 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 all yeah. I wanted to say, man. And again, uh, the, the, the issue that you brought up is what we have said for five, six, seven years, uh, Sharon, is, is that uh, we can question the president. We can question our mama and our daddy. We can question our kids. We can question the school teacher, the principal, whatever. But for some reason, we feel like we can't question 
the minister or the pastor, uh, uh, it's not beating up on them because if, if I was a pastor, I think that my congregation would have a right to ask me why am I not making an investment within a community, okay, because kids need counseling, okay, kids need counseling every day of the week because I deal with them 100% of the time. Parents need counseling, but I can tell you what, if you need something, right. they're going to tell you to pray, but if the pastor needs something, give him something out of the collection. You shouldn't have to ask a church to get some money out of, out of the public uh, offering when you got an individual in the neighborhood who house burned down, who don't have no kid, clothes for their kids, who light bill that needs to be paid. I mean, it is what it is. Hey, look, I got a right to be questioned by somebody, and I got a right to question somebody. So it's not beating right. up, and, and that's our problem. Like you said, Aaron, we, we are reactionary. Okay, we don't want to be told what's right and what's wrong. Those youngsters have told us. And, and, and if you don't listen to them, and I'm, I'm glad that they're taking a lead in what they feel is right. They're telling you this. That's right. We have given you 40 years, 50 years, 60 years, 70 years. And what you do is you, you do what you got to mm. do for five or six days, and then you go back home and sit down after you receive That's a right. check from, from, from the That's people. That's right. And then you go sit down. You don't need no media at no field. You don't take Al Sharpton to bring a media. The man bought the, the media himself. George Floyd bought the media. That's right. So if, if, you, if you ask me, I think it's some young minister that's out there now of this generation who could have done as good a job, if not better. I don't like to see politics inside of a church. Absolutely. Especially at a funeral. Absolutely. Because it's already so, hard on the family. When I eulogize my mom, I made sure that the, the program was short and simple. I didn't need nobody to get up that line that didn't know my mama saying that she was all this and they on, never man. said nothing to her while she was living. Come on. We got to be honest with ourselves, uh, uh, Hodge. We got to be honest with ourselves, Ron. There's a burden that we bear here, and we need to start asking our people the same course. Where are you when the school board meeting is going on? Where are you when the police jury meeting is going on? The city council—they're the ones that's going to fix your ditch. If you want to change something, run for office and, and create policy. Learn how to write policy. Learn how to get involved instead of criticizing the person that's out there trying to do something when you're sitting at home on a keyboard that ain't mounted a hill of beans. You know what, Glass, I, I've listened to you, and I've been hearing this argument from you for years. And, and it's just amazing. And, and you're going to hear me say some things that I've said right now. Go to any black community that's out there, find a church on the corner, look on the left and right-hand side of that church, and tell me how much they invested just across the gate from where that church is. Sister so-and-so could have been living in that house, cars all in the front yard, everything going wrong, but you wouldn't even you don't even look at that house. You come to that church every Sunday, drive down that driveway with your Cadillacs, your, your Bentleys, and all the rest of it, and as long as you can get in there and get that offering plate or that check on Sundays, you're okay with it. But let something go wrong within the within the nation. You're the first one to stand up and say, "You know what? We need to. This is what we need to do." And the problem I think that 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 has happened in the past class. The reason why we got here and I thought about it as everybody was talking just then. The problem is that they not only did they not train anybody, but they squashed anybody that was coming up to their level at the same time. That's right. They they squashed them. If you if you spoke well and you got up and you were, you were doing this and doing that, they squashed you. They didn't want to give you a voice because then 
you basically cut off their money. And I don't care what anybody say, and you, you have to know your history before you can go forward. Yeah, they call Al Sharpton. Yeah, they call Jesse Jackson. But if you notice, they all have these organizations that's behind them. And if you've been around long enough to know how they operate, I'm going to give you Walmart as an example. Walmart had, had a big racial problem within their organization. Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson came in. Next, you know, they was out there protesting for about a week. Next thing you know, they had a meeting with Walmart. Guess what? They left. It was over with. It's been like that for years. Yeah. Yep. It's been like that for years. And and the only reason why they left, and, and, and so we're not disguising or telling people a lie, they got a check to those organizations that they represent. So now they can't go Come out on, there and brother. push the people to go because they've already been paid off to get them out of there. Come on, Ron. Those are facts. So when you when you sit Those here and when you look when you look at these people that we have in leadership, when you hear Al Sharpton stand across the pulpit and his first words are, you know, they they, they called me. Hell, you ain't let nobody else be called. <laughs> you they called me because they want to they want to get results. Yeah, they called you. Yeah, they called you because you ain't let nobody else speak up. You, well, it's nothing uh, wrong with what he's. It's nothing. Well, I'm gonna say this. It's nothing wrong with what he's doing. He has a good cause. He does bring the media. But don't sit there and talk to your chest at everybody and expect everybody to close their eyes and, and not remember your past. Your past is the reason why we're here now. Well, Ron, Aaron, y'all didn't open up a can of worms, and since y'all didn't open it up. Don't mind if I dig a little bit deeper in the can. Now, we all know and have seen and experienced for years, and it's not just Reverend Al Sharpton. It's not just Jesse Jackson. But, see, there's a method to the madness when we're talking about certain names and certain things that happen whenever there's a, a high-profile murder or rape or something that gets the community fired up. So for the most part, we're watching what I would call firemen called to the scene because the hmm. fire, for the most part, is always put out. When we get a little bit riled up, somebody's called in, hey, you got to go cool these folks out. Before they tear up everything Before they do this, before they do that This time somebody saw something a little bit different And I think even Reverend Al Sharpton knows That this wasn't going to be And, and it's not I, don't, I hope everybody realizes This is not the traditional fire we used to see No sir You're not putting this one out with fire extinguisher You're damn sure not putting it out with comforting words because we all agree and we're seeing see this is to me it's almost the catalyst that's causing our youth to respond the way they're responding because like Baron said, like I've been saying, see how long do we expect them to be patient with us sitting back and, and going for the okie doke? How many damn checks gonna be passed and how many more people do we have to see die before we understand see you can't you can't 
pacify people when the cost that we're paying to be pacified is our life. Come if on, we were just paying with the loss of property, if we were paying with the loss of positions, it would be a little bit different. It's not doesn't make that right, but the hell with seeing us die to get one step further. That, that can't be the cost. That's not going to be able to remain the cost for us to get somewhat further along in our quest for freedom. So the question has to be asked, whether it's a pastor, whether it's a leader, whether it's somebody in a position who has influence, what are you willing to give to get free? Because your people coming behind you, they see that evidently you're you're going to settle for the okie doke. You'll settle for that check, that Cadillac, that these traditional things that we've seen our people sell us out for. Hmm. So these young folks say, okay, you you've shown your hand. Now look at our hand. Our hand is we have no fear for what y'all still seem to be afraid of. And if you're going to guide this, this generation right here, the first thing they're looking for in us to guide them, are we afraid? Because if Come we're on, afraid, huh? it's just like a an attack dog. Attack dog. Let them have them up. Fear, <laughs> when they sense fear, it's over with. But if they see that you're willing to fight and will possibly bite them back when they bite you, you ain't got no fight out of that dog. That dog, matter of fact, that dog will turn with his tail and run. Come on, hot. So this this generation, I promise you, is the answer to to our cowardice. Because we, we got to just call it like you, Baron, you said it best. We have to be honest with ourselves. Have we really put up a, a fight? to stop us from being murdered. And that's not necessarily always meaning an eye for an eye, but hell, don't just lay down and die. Mm-hmm. We've been laying down and dying with somebody who has no problem with killing us. Mm-hmm. You, you just hit the nail so on the, the head uh, a while ago. You said that uh, uh, they don't want them no more because they take their money. That's what happened to Cornell X. He got put out of his group. Uh, I know I know Ron heard about it. He's he's out right now. He's yes, no sir. longer in charge. Uh, he he took some money. Well, As a matter of fact, he took some of my family money too. Uh, when my cousin <laughs> got killed, he took some money. Uh, he's uh. Can I say? He's can one I say of, something? He took money. Go ahead. Can I say something about that? Sip? Not not necessarily specifically about what you said, but just in general. See, there's there's this thing that happens when there where it seems like nobody wants to speak up. But and it's not the speaking part that we get caught up in. We get caught right. up in exposure. So now all of a sudden somebody became mm-hmm. famous because they said the right thing at the right time. Come on, huh? Doesn't Come on, mean man. they really wanted to see justice brought, <laughs> but it was an opportunity to be heard. Come on, man. So we get into passing around this microphone, and the microphone brings all the things that we say we want, fame, fortune, luxury. But you just sold out a whole generation of people who would do better for themselves if they had the kind of guidance that wasn't afraid. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I'm saying it just like this. Um, for, for Because there's some pastors out here, man, that don't have those kind of platforms who don't have the mega churches, that don't have the, you know, the 10,000-member congregations. They don't have that. So it seems as if they don't exist, but there's a there's a handful. But the problem is this: 
see, just think about I, this is how I look at it. Because we know how to to talk about what Jesus did, what Jesus would do. But think about those that was around Jesus. What if they went to Jesus's enemy and asked for the enemy to ordain them to preach what this man represented? Just think, just think for a second about that. So what we have is people who say from their mouth that they represent a master, but they got trained and ordained by his enemies. Mm-hmm. So just think about what I'm saying. So there's a it's easy to pick up the phone and call somebody that you made sure that they when they come out and represent the people or preach to them that they're gonna preach safely. They're gonna hmm. preach and say just enough to make the people feel like they heard something worthwhile, but never really fight what's killing them. See that's pacification. I don't want no hmm. religion that pacifies me. I don't want nobody standing in front of me that's supposed to be my leader pacifying me. Hmm. Now, people can want whatever they want, but I can guarantee you one thing. I bet you we won't get free like that. Come on, Hodge. Just look behind yeah, you. I don't, I, don't, I agree with you. I think if you look at the amount of time that we have been suffering as black people, and then you compare it to the amount of time that it took for these young people to to turn this world on its side, or to turn this world upside down, so to speak. We've been fighting. Our fight has been with the wrong people. We That's have right. been our own worst enemy. We have been our own worst enemy throughout the period of time because it only took this this thing a matter of two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, and now the biggest topic in the world is about changing the police. The police. Um, way of doing business. Now they're talking about blacks are not equal. Blacks have never been treated equal. At no time in history, I don't care how far you go back, in a two-week period of time has anything that has happened changed the way that, that other people look at us. This is the first time in history that we actually got a response like we got now. So I, I mm-hmm. to me, just to me alone, I'm saying we've been doing something wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. the definition yes, of insanity is what? Mm-hmm. We've been doing something wrong. So, so evidently, evidently, when you change what you've been doing for the past 50 or 60 years, <laughs> you get results. These young people, man, I was, I'm going to share this and then I'm going to shut up. I was sitting there looking at TV today, and right at the end of the film, I don't know if anybody else caught this. It was on one channel I was looking at. And this young man went up to the to the car. And he stood. He, he was. He was saying something to somebody that was in the car, and the police was trying to get him to come back. He wouldn't come back. He he turned around and said something to the police, and it was like, "Hey, man, I, I ain't concerned about you. I'm gonna do what I gotta do." I'm not saying that he was right, but that's the attitude of our young people. I, you can arrest me. I'm gonna go to jail, but I'm gonna do what I want to do first. And 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 and, right. and the mentality for the last fifty or sixty years has been. You tell me where you want me to go. You tell me where you want me to stand. You tell me where you want me to sit. You tell me what to say, and I'll say it. Mhm. I don't know. Yes, I don't sir. know where we go from there. Well, it's about eight oh five p.m. Central Standard Time. You listen to Blog Talk USA on Blog Talk Radio tonight. We're discussing 
uh, some of the current events that's going on, uh, you're welcome to press 1 uh, to chime in at any point in time. Uh, you're welcome to join the conversation and give your, uh, your opinion, your thoughts. We'd like to have uh, some transformation uh, to go to something that's different than what normal uh, is. Aaron, uh, I think you've touched on uh, something that uh, many people uh, don't understand. Uh, these youngsters will challenge you, they'll challenge me, and they'll challenge anybody else because I think what they're saying is this, is that y'all had the opportunity to live a life. We don't mm-hmm. want to live the life that y'all have lived. We go to school That's with right. everybody. We fellowship with everybody. Mm-hmm. We, we love men. We love women. We love people of all co- uh, congregations. And you're not going to mm-hmm. dictate to us with your old mentality. So if you mm-hmm. don't want to do it, we're going to do it our way, and we want you to step back, and we want you to leave us alone. Now, here's the thing. The Bible tells you about uh, young men and old men, okay? And what I'm mm-hmm. saying is, is that at some point in time, we all got to realize that it comes a point in time when we must step aside and guide from the sidelines and let these people go forward and do what's going to be in the best interest of their life. Because at the end of the day, what we experience, those youngsters have said it in their music, in their poetry, in their words, their expression, even on the football field. They're not going to take and tolerate what we have taken and tolerated for however many years that we've been listening. Now, people ask the question, why are they – Looting? Why are they burning down buildings and all this? And, and, and there is a legitimate answer to that, which I, I won't get off into because it'll it'll take a long time. Now, do I agree with it? It's not whether I agree with it or not, but I understand what's going on because, like Aaron said, eventually, eventually, you take an old mutt dog, you can keep beating him and beating him and beating him. Eventually, his instinct is going to come in, and what are you going to do? He's going to fight you back, okay? And when he fights you back. He's fighting you back with everything that's in him. He may bite you. That's right. He may do something a whole lot worse than what a regular dog would do. Why? Because you've challenged him to use everything that's in him. See, some people use some of the stuff. But when you push a cat in a corner, you've met your worst enemy. And those kids are telling us now, you can look at us any way you want to look at us. You can say whatever you want to say with us. But at the end of the day, we're going to form and draw our own conclusion. And what we're wanting, because remember, those young kids that are out there walking, guess what, Ron? Those young Caucasian kids, they're going to run for office. They're going to change the policies. Guess what's going to happen? They're going to, they're going to be in a position to help their friends because guess what? They are marching together. If you just look at the images on the television, you have never seen solidarity like, well, I haven't. Even in the marches when I go back and look at YouTube and all this other stuff, I have never seen what I'm seeing. The question is, Will they continue to put the foot on the gas? And I believe they will. Come on in, Ron, Aaron, uh, uh, Simple. Yeah, I think that the biggest challenge, and, and I think that if we accept this this part of the challenges, is that you continue you, you continually have to do this. And what I like about what happened was that even after they had the first film of um, George Floyd, they they continued to march. They continued to show up and see. I think that that our problem was was locked in in the way that we 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 did things back even back in the day, because when I say that this is what I want to say this is where I'm trying to go. If you have a, a group of people that's working, working class people that's doing a protest 
and you already got your your, your thumb on on them automatically. It's hard for them to come back out week, day after day after day after day after day because they have to work and support their families. So in our era or the era that was before us, they couldn't afford to do what these people are doing right now. You're seeing people come out there day after day after day after day after day. I don't know if they got a job. Mm-hmm. But they still continue to protest and, and, and make their point. And, and, and the other part of it is what, 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 what we haven't seen in the past is we haven't seen people that don't look like us come out and support. I've seen on TV where it was not one spot in the buttermilk, as my grandparents used to say. But it was plenty of signs out there that say Black Lives Matter. And we have to, we really have to look at that and know that this is a new time in history. This is a new change. This is a change. Mm-hmm. This is a change that we never ever seen, ever. You know, Ron. I think I, I hear your point loud and clear, but I, but I, I would also say this. It's not necessarily that those of us who um, are analyzing it from our perspective have to look at it as the architect of white supremacy and and an institution and a government like this, every dark-skinned people since its inception, they're the ones that are looking at it with a different eye now understanding, and that's why you'll see a Roger Goodell come out to this kind of event because they have to – they have to actually prepare for something they never thought would happen. Whether this brother died or not, and I and, and when I say that, I'm not I'm not making light at all of his murder. I'm saying, and I think Sip was the one that said it. See, when you have to consider that, and I'm gonna take I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the Dallas Cowboys as an example because I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan. I've been in Dallas thirty years. But see, when you're Jerry Jones and you tell your players, you take your behind out on that field and you take a knee, if you want to, you will no longer be employed by the Dallas Cowboys. See, think about what Drew Brees let slip out of his mouth and now ask yourself, Jerry Jones, are you going to come back now and and fix what you said or are you going to stand real strong on that? Because as rich as you are, of a team, a franchise as the Dallas Cowboys are, what will they be in five years if there's no more football? Hmm. See, we got to consider some things we ain't never considered before. Right. Yeah, I think I'm going to let Simp answer that one, Glass. Mm-hmm. Y'all going to say that one for me. Just drop it. No. I mean, I mean Aaron saying what – He's saying what I've been saying. I want to talk about the Cowboys. The Jerry got me mad. We're going to go away from that, but the same thing I was telling about the Texans. The, the owners the, the owners is trying to step on people and trying to make them something. Aaron just said it. And the only way to stop it is do like these players doing. They're stepping up to the plate. They're giving money. And Michael Jordan never came out front. Now nah, look who out front now. Michael Jordan. Mm. And we get more people like mm. this stepping mm-hmm. forward. This is not the time. They see now. Hey, this, everybody, LeBron James, they all stepping forward. Now, don't get me wrong. You got a lot of good white people out there that's, that's, that's texting me in boxing saying good things and hanging their simp. They like the way I talk. 
It's the same ones that get on you and say something smart. And you know what I post in their inbox? I take a picture of the Oklahoma bomber and just throw it back at them. When they say something stupid, I don't delete them. I send the Oklahoma bombers. Then they don't come back. Those same idiots that you say doing this, what about this right here? You kill, you kill the whole city behind a false rape charge. A false rape charge. You burn down buildings. Right. You kill people. Kill kids. Behind what, Aaron? Behind what? <laughs> a false rape charge. You know, same thing in New York. Y'all, y'all, y'all got me over here, man. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to be quiet. I really am. Um, but you know, see, when I, I've always said this, my, it was my mother that made me aware of this kind of uh, mindset. When you get caught doing wrong. Are you sorry that you got caught for doing wrong? Or are you really genuinely sorry for committing the wrong? So mm. most of what we see coming out in support, I'm not saying all of it, but I'm going to say most of it. When you see some of this stuff that we're seeing now, people have to weigh this on a scale. Do I go on the side of the momentum shift to where – we know that these youth ain't backing down. So am I going to let them know that if, even if I don't agree with them, I want to at least look like I'm leaning toward their side so that I don't succumb to, you know, that, the wrath of of their movement and their mentality? See, these are, I'm telling you, man, it's nothing like being able to reference history and seeing what happened to people and mindsets before, because this, this is this is new to us, but there ain't nothing new under the sun. You can oppose, you can oppose change in one or two ways. You you can be on the side of the momentum, or you can get ran over by the momentum. But, hey, Aaron, but just think about it, Aaron. Uh-huh. I, I thought about it today, not to cut you short, but I cut. I, well, I was thinking no, about. No, it, I have to say this. I'm thinking about that casket today, and how many guns been pulled on me. That. Could have been me. Mm. I'm in, yes, I'm in uh, mm. Nolanville, Texas. Top of you say, ain't nobody mm. out here but me and you. I can blow your head off. I'm yes, on sir. 288, Dirty Red in our county. Say, what a dope that boy. I said, man, I don't know about no dope. I'm a, I'm a, a superintendent for the electrical. You know what he tell me? That's what they all say. What a dope at? That man cocked that gun. I could have been dead. Another cop pulled up. Mm. I know what they're mm. doing. I see the little post on there that they tell you to shut up and then, ain't no shutting up. Right. When a cop is dirty, he's dirty. He don't care if you're talking or not. People don't understand that. I'm in my hometown. Went to the home and everything. Right. Twenty laws drew down on me at the car wash because I had a nice three hundred and said I was a dope dealer and I was working in Louisiana. Tell me how Louisiana working. Had about fifteen for them checks in my pocket. The least one was probably seven hundred dollars. They didn't care nothing about that. They still thought I was a dope dealer and pulled guns on me <laughs> to the chief of police seen them and said, that sure was simple. So I don't like hearing that on Facebook where they say, be quiet. And I, I see black people saying it, too. They need to stop saying that. Be quiet and do what you're <laughs> It don't matter what you do. They're going to go at you. So the Come best on, thing to do when that gun draw on you, say what right. you got to say, they're going to kill you regardless. Come they're going to kill you, they're going to kill you. And I'm not going to yep. be quiet. I tell them yep. all the time. That's I hit one right down here at the river, right in the mouth. He called me a nigga in front of my kids. Tina was there, her mom was there, uh, my bro- both of my brothers were there, about six cops. And it was just me, my brother, and my sister, 
and, and my uh, wife and her mama and my kids. He called me a nigga. He thought I wasn't going to hit him. I hit him so hard, and he almost had to grab the pins to rest his life. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit down and just take it like that. I I can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm Ron. Know me. I, now, I, now, I I'm quiet, but I'm not gonna take it. I'm not gonna take now, it. Now, no, I mind. can't do it. Bear, bear in mind, Shep, you six foot five, six foot six, three hundred <laughs> plus pounds, and, and this man gonna tell. See, and that's the thing. You you can have a small, one hundred twenty five pound man. But if he got that badge on, he think he's bigger than any of his target that's there. And see, that's what that's I don't right. like. You, you're supposed to wear that badge with honor, dignity, and respect. Now, I don't have a problem with you doing your job because I work with him. I love the majority of the people that I work with as far as police officers. Now, what, when I say bad, I'm talking about those who the shoe fit you wear. Okay? And it does not take all of this extraordinary stuff to get most of the kids that I deal with to calm down. But it, let me tell you this. You know this because you dealt with rap artists for the last 20-plus years. If you come at them with aggression, you're going to receive aggression. If you come at them with compassion, they're going to give you compassion no matter how mad they are. So you've got to flip the script. And, and again, if we go back to the norm, we're going to have the same outcome that we've had. Now, again, nobody on this line is talking about burning up, shooting up, and doing all that other stuff. But what they are saying is this is that until something changes this go-around. Now, I would like to see everybody that's out there marching register to vote, take somebody else to register to vote, and make sure come hell to high water, just like you out there fighting now, go fight for the right to cast your vote and vote for the candidate of your choice. Because remember, every candidate that you vote for is not going to be 100% identifiable to you. Because I keep seeing ignorant people talk about, well, what's the difference between uh, Trump and what's the difference between uh, Joe Biden? Well, if you got to ask that question, you don't need no comment. Uh, and that, that's, a, that's yeah. the problem, though, too. Uh, we got to we got to hold them accountable, true enough. But at the same time, hey, we got to do our job, too. Now, let's not forget about us now. We doing some crazy stuff, like on the Capitol Beach uh, uh, Saturday. That girl got shot for no reason. Uh, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. Um, they had another trail right up north somewhere uh, on the other side of Temple. It was a shooting, too. We have to do our job to stop the, the violence, too. Stop the violence, and, and, and let's get together and vote. Number one, get this clown out of office. That's number one. And number two, mm-hmm. unity. Unity. Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, all them guys like that there, they can be bought out. They've been bought out. I'm not going to bite my tongue. They've been bought out. They've been bought out several times. So be quiet. Be quiet. Or Martin Luther King, or, or you saw my post wrong, where I say, well, you Malcolm X or Martin Luther King, they both dead. Mm-hmm. They're exactly. both dead. It don't matter. So you have to say what you got to say. And and, 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 the, and the Al Sharpton, he said what he got to say. He was right there in the White House, too. So he didn't he didn't really excite me today. I haven't seen him in the White House. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. hey. <laughs> come on with it. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't come and and, and, well, and pee on me and tell me it's raining. But yeah, you know, I think one it's man so, that um, they refused to invite to the White House. They refused to get on national television and debate him. They refused to give him an audience, but you know what he do? He takes his own audience and I think we know who that is. I ain't afraid to say it. Shoes, Roland Martin. Roland Martin created his own entity. If anything's going on, he he gets on. He'll get on. T, he'll he'll start up that show in a minute. But see, 
that's hey, the thing hey, that I'm talking about. He developed he developed that over a period of time. But you have to understand that even before there was a Roland Martin, before he even started coming on there, what were we doing? What we were doing we was doing this before he even came up. Before he and and to take it one step further, I'm gonna say it and if you go back in history you hear me say it again. Some of the stuff that we were talking about then we turned it on the other channel. We heard the same thing that we had talked about the night before. So I'm just telling you, I, I don't condemn anybody as long as the message is going out there. But the message has to be clear. We're not taking that. They're not taking. Well, they're not taking it anymore. I can't say it for my generation because we we gonna we sort of in between each between where 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 Al Sharpton and and the young people are, but. Those young people are not taking it anymore. You can't you can't refuse to address them because I don't know if either one of y'all heard. I don't, it's a, a young girl by the name of Teresa Mallory. Man, that girl made a speech that I couldn't. I, it, it had me tearing up. I have never I never heard a young person speak like that. Last week, and she was last she, week. Her name her name was Tamika Tamika Mallory. I think I inboxed both of y'all. It was a young black girl yeah. that spoke up. Yeah. Her name was uh, Tamika Mallory, and I'm telling you, I, I had to find out. I, I went on Roland Martin and I started typing on Roland Martin on, in the comment section. What was the what was the young lady's name? What's 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 her name? Cause she never gave a name or nothing. She just went through a whole, whole speech. That's when I said, you know, it's not about them. It's about what they're trying to do. That's right. Well, well, Ron, the only thing about the kids, the kids nowadays. They come in here and they they fighting hard, but I know Byron can witness to it too. But all the ones right now, some of them coming out of prison because they got records, and they fighting back because they went to jail for no reason or, or injustice, whatever they went to jail for, and they learned something. They got down there and learned. And half of them, did you hear them talking? I see them on Facebook talking. They got a, they got a record, and guess what? They come back fighting hard. I seen one on, on Facebook the other day. He told them, you cannot ask me for my ID if I ain't did nothing. So keep walking. Yep. You're not getting my ID. Yeah. You're not getting my ID unless I'm under arrest. If I'm not under arrest, you can't get my If I did something. I hadn't did nothing, you can't get my ID, and you can't say falsify my uh, name. You're not, I'm not going to say nothing to you. Keep walking. I'll go get your supervisor. I did not know, and that man kept walking, too. <laughs> I did not know. Yeah. If you're not under arrest, then they cannot get your ID. They cannot get your ID. Well, if you hadn't done they're nothing, not, a crime. They're not going to let you pick on them. They're not going to do that. They're not going to let you pick on them. Mm -hmm. If you put your hands on them, they're going to put their hands on you. Uh, and, and that's their mentality, uh, and, and, and it's there for a reason. See, we, there's always a cause and effect. But, see, we always look at the effect and not the cause. Okay, for, it, it's, it's, it's the same. You know, man, I, I get uh, – we listen to Blog Talk Radio at 8.25 p.m. Central Standard Time on Blog Talk USA. Uh, tonight we're talking about current events, George Floyd, uh, protesting, contesting, voting, uh, anything that you'd like to – uh, discuss tonight. You're welcome if you're out there listening on the lines. Uh, we've got 250 lines that can be open for discussion. If there's anybody out there now who would like to chime in the conversation, give their point of view, uh, all you got to do is press 1, and we will notify you of your last four digits of your number, and we will allow you to come in to the conversation. Ron, we got anybody out there that's interested in chiming in tonight? We haven't had anybody push the line, but I'm glad you made the announcement. I think that we probably will in a few, but not right now. Okay. Let me let me throw something out there. Go ahead, Hodge. 
uh, just real quick, man. You know I, you know how I am, man. I, I'll go on the other side of the lake and, and grab a fish and throw it in your side of the pond. But one thing I want us to consider, I don't want to scare nobody to death, but just think about this. Ron, you and I kind of talked about this a couple of weeks ago. What if there's no general election held and y'all have to deal with Trump from here on out? And what mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. the last of what we see as an American government is on its way out. What if we wake Come up on, one day Come on. and there's no such thing as what we know as the American government? What are we going to do at that point? What excuse hmm. are we going to make and who are we going to turn to for leadership? See, if we don't start developing the leadership within ourselves and live under some principles, man, that are universal, ain't got nothing to do with who you, what your religious beliefs are, what your skin color is, we either gonna learn how to live under righteous principles or we not. And I'm telling you, just 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 study this pandemic. I mean, when I say study, not just you know whether or not the the virus was what thought it was, if the number, forget that. This is what I'm looking at. And y'all just follow me for a second. Since we decided to, you know, continue doing our thing. Isn't it kind of funny how all of a sudden and, and do and say what we want to say, then all of a sudden we can't move, can't leave our homes, can't go somewhere without your face covered. So what message is God sending us in in all of that? Since on, you won't be responsible for what you say, I'm going to put, go, every time you go out, you got to have your mouth covered. Don't even say nothing. You might breathe in the virus. <laughs> Now you you you, 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 you keep your you hands pick. clean. Keep you your hands man. clean. You, you pick. Yeah. You pick. I, I'm you know you I, pick I, I'm serious. Since you since we always do all this dirt, now you gotta wash your hands every time you turn around. Since you like to go you know and do stuff and not consider other people, well, won't you stay in the house for 14 days and see how you like that? And then if you go out and don't do, you might have to do another 14 days. What what are you gonna do when when the job and and this has happened to many people, they left a job on quarantine and went back and the and the job wasn't even there when they went back. Temporary layoff turned into permanent and a job closure or company closure. See, we hmm. we, we still we still kind of on the well, surface of this thing, man. But I'm telling you, it's there's always a spiritual counterpart to everything physical. So we we missing we missing some of this message that we've been given, and it's and it's really merciful, man. We had a chance to really get to know some of our family that we that we see every day, but don't know who they really are because we we do what we do every day. Everybody's working, children at school, and now there's an appreciation by parents for for their children that. They put off on teachers that driving the teachers crazy. Now they want to send them Come back. on, Aaron. You picking, man. You picking. <laughs> hey, man. You picking, you know, So, so we got to consider But you know what, Aaron? That, that, that's why your perspective and point of view is, is, is 100% relevant because, see, people don't think outside the box. And, and, right. and those youngsters are thinking outside the box. That's right. I mean, it's 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 uh it, it's like you're saying spiritually, everything. You know, people say 
they read the Bible, they go to church every Sunday, yada, yada, yada. They know the spirit. They feel the spirit. But for whatever reason, they can't see exactly what's happening in front of their eyes. Mm-hmm. And, and, All right. And, 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 you know, you know, and here's the deal, Ron. You got God, and then you got idol God. And, and I don't have a right. right to question what nobody believes in. But, but, but I do right. know this, is that if one plus one equals two, and you try to make it equal something else, then apparently what I'm serving ain't the same as you because some things are factual and, and, and other things are fixed. And reality is not what Absolutely. you want it to be. It's what you, see, it's what you see right in front of your eyes. And once again, these youngsters are going to change what has never been changed before. And, and the question is, uh, you remember back, Seth, you, you know more about this, when uh, NWA, uh, wasn't it C. Dolores Tuck and all of them going to the White House trying to silence uh, these voices or whatever? It, it, it's, you, you, you always use your family member to break down what's going on in the family because they already know what's going on. See, the, the enemy has already figured out, uh, or he had in the past, is that, oh, but give them about four or five days, then it'll stop. But I can promise you this. I believe that what's going on now, it's going to be way this time next year going on. Them kids ain't going to stop. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Glass. I think that one of the things that you, that you were, the point that you was trying to make is that we continue to listen to the same story over and over and over, and we never get results. We felt good. We, we go to funerals. We get these speeches from these different black leaders that's in charge, and we feel good. We're ready to go take on the world. But then about two or three days later, we don't never hear anything from them. We, they, they're not saying anything. It's almost like, like I'm going to say this, it's like the Florida family. They stretch from North Carolina to Texas and all the way up to Michigan. They had a big family there. But if you take away their, 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 if you take away the elements that made them, they're just a normal black family. And I, and, and, and this man lost his life, true enough. But if we don't stand up and try to change things, or if we don't try to support the people that's in the movement to change, they're going to give up too. And eventually, we, yep. we, we end up right back where we we have been for years. We right in the same boat. That if you go back, it was a picture that I posted. It was 1955 that they was pro, protect, um, protesting police brutality. It's mm-hmm. 2020, and right. we're still protesting the same thing that they was protesting. They couldn't say it like we're saying it. They didn't have the airways. They didn't have anything to communicate. But that's the picture of that lady she had up that sign that say, "Police." Brutality. It just lets you know that that we we really haven't came nowhere. And if we wake up and understand that we haven't came nowhere, I think it'll be scary to the majority of the black Americans that's out there, because we call out all kind of we call out this person's name, that person's name, our history, what happened to this, what 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 improved is the question we should ask. What improved? Well, did we did we did we get treated equal? No. Did they change the Constitution? No. Did they guarantee us more jobs? No. Are, are, are we in the top 10% of anything except sports? No. So 
Tell me what's improved. Well, brothers, I, I want to, you know, I, I want to pick back up on what Baron was saying and Ron, again, you know, it, it, for me, it's, it's this when it comes down to change. How many people change what they're doing until they meet a consequence that they don't want to face again from doing what they were doing? If you've ever been shocked or if you've ever been just think of a person that get hit gets hit with a taser. Whatever they was doing before they got hit with that taser, they don't want to do that no more. So many cases that we see, it's not necessarily that a person initiated something to warrant being physically dealt with. But it's like it's forcing everybody to view it so that, that the same thought we started off by talking about, which is fear. See if I can make if I can make you and your whole family afraid of me, Ron. Let's just say, you know, how it was in the old days when it was a small town and it was a mayor. The mayor might be the sheriff too. He might be the jailer. You know, one man does all this stuff, but he was able to stay in that position using fear. The minute somebody wasn't afraid, and you know, sometimes it would just be a drifter coming through the little western town. Who wasn't afraid of nobody But he wasn't there to start no trouble either No trouble either He, he recognized the people are afraid of this one person Who is like a tyrant over there And the people had to see him Face the tyrant And sometimes defeat the tyrant mm. All of a sudden the city Runs that dude out of town Hmm We're going to see something similar to that, I believe. And Aaron, here's another thing that I wonder. You know, and Ron, we've talked about this. We've talked about it. And it's just an observation. It's not to critique anybody, but it's, I look at things. You know, we have millions of people on Facebook every day, social justice warriors and everything. 99% of those folks won't participate in this conversation. But 99% of those folk are all with and support black businesses, support this. Right. So, I mean, it, it, the, the trajectory is, man, it, it's, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe, you know, and, and, and here's the deal. I think I'll yield, Ron. I know you'll yield. Simp error. Anybody else can have a format. But, but we, we got to have the conversation. Typing is doing nothing. But giving your operators <laughs> or whatever you call in your fingers. That's right. I, I'm serious. I mean, here, here's right. the deal. You don't have to run for office, but but you can participate in your local your local election. You, you can participate Absolutely. and be an election commission. It, it's, it's a lot for everybody to do, but what we do is we, we, we put other people out there to do it, and then what they're doing, you want to break the damn back down because they ain't doing what you want them to do, but you don't see all the evidence. You don't see all the facts. You don't see all the things that exist as to why this person is doing what they're doing. But we're so quick to criticize. But we're not, we're not quick to realize that the fault that we're trying to blame on somebody else is right there in the mirror looking at it. Absolutely. And right. I want to jump in there, Glass, because one of the things, and I thought about this when the pastor said it, some people could have took it as being rude. But the pastor at that funeral today at that church, he said, you know, 
it's going to be a lot of people criticizing and telling you what, what we should have did, we should have did this, and we should have did that. But this is the first time anything of this magnitude has happened, and, and we're yep. doing the best that we can with what we got. Sometimes you right. sometimes you have to understand what, what he's saying because a lot of times people get that confused with with everything being messed up. But this is the first time anybody has seen anything in Houston in this area of South Texas that had a feeling that was at large. And for what they did with that right. situation, I'm gonna tell you, I was amazed. I hmm. was amazed. Even though they didn't have space in it. Let me tell you, let me let me tell you how black people are. So most of y'all are black. So I'm I'm gonna have to break this down. They said they was gonna have 500 people. The last time I checked, they had 2,200 people in that church. So you tell me, tell me, how how are you gonna jump to 500 to 2,200 and you supposed to handle the situation? They did the best that they could with everything that was there and the way it was pulled off. I can't say anything about it. And that the problem with black people. Somebody would do the best that they can with what they got, the ability that they got, and one of us will still criticize that person for what they're doing. We mm-hmm. got to get over that. That's true, Ron. That's true. You know, well, you know, we, we, we... Go ahead, Aaron. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead, man. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, I, just just in response to what Ron said, which is, I think is very important. You know, we've we've been we've been a people, man, for so long that have our just think about everything that that is a necessity of life being uh, blocked, taken away, uh, made it ex- exceedingly hard to get. I'm talking about basic life necessities. I think what has happened with that being the case is we started wanting things more so that were not necessities, but just desire. When you when you don't have nothing and you start selling for what you can get, and even if you get it by you know, uh, you know not so good means or illegally, you know you 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 are so out of balance to when you don't even know what you need, but you just. You just want whatever, and we settle for things that we probably, well, that we definitely don't need. So now here we are. We're trying to prioritize things that we that we fight hard as hell for. I think I think you said it, Baron. You know, we'll fight for certain things, but most of the things we fight for are not even necessities. We fight over things that we desire because we've had frustrated needs for so long. And we don't even know the difference now between things we need and things we want. So we we on, speak Aaron. out of that desire that's tainted. And somebody can eat. See, it's easy to answer a lot of those desires with money. Somebody say, well, oh, all you got to do is you you do this for me. Here, here's your here's a check. How much you want to get? Matter of fact, I'll double it. Because they're looking at a whole different value system that we're looking at. They're looking at being able to maintain control over people who don't even know who they are. We still Mm -hmm. suffer from an identity crisis. So it's easy to keep a people enslaved who don't know who they are. And that's because some of the stuff we've talked about tonight and how we hold each other back. See, it's hard to, when you know, when you have a family member that you know you love and you grew up with and y'all are tight, 
certain things you don't, you're not going to even think, won't even cross your mind with that family member. But here's right. somebody that just because they got a different name than yours, you don't even recognize them as your <laughs> family. So what's the treatment? How do you treat somebody like that? Oh, I don't want that Negro to outdo me. I don't want him to have a bigger house than I got. See, that's, see, that's, childhood, that's childish stuff. And we're in, some of us in our 50s and 60s still doing childish stuff, wondering why we can't get ahead. <laughs> so I think, you know, it, it, takes, it takes every perspective, Baron. Um, and it takes, see, the ones of us who aren't afraid and are willing to give and sacrifice whatever we have to see our people free, to me, those are the ones that you'll they will never be the hero. They'll, they'll, half the time, you're not even going to know they existed because they're not seeking no spotlight. We've been talking about folks who have mastered working and, and operating in the spotlight. And and the one thing I do know about that whole scenario is when, when you don't see the hands that control those folks, and all you know is when if, if somebody dies, you can almost – you can almost count on one hand who's going to show up. Yeah. Well, see, somebody else understands that, and they manipulate that. Exactly. Come and on. We on. sit back. We sit back, <laughs> and we get we get upset about it, but we don't say, "Hey, hey, man, I tell you what, uh, Reverend Al, you don't need to show up to this one. We got this one." Right. Since he said he was called, well, hell, who called you? That's all I'm saying. Well, it's two parts of that story, Aaron, and this is, Aaron, I'm going to tell you the reason why I say that, because you could have that same person that you don't call them, and they block everything else that, that the next person will try to do. So they go in there and say, hey, you right. don't need to cover that, you know, because I'm not there. You don't need to cover that because I'm not there. And see, that's the mentality that we, we've dealt with, because you got, you got, right. you got that sword slices two ways. And I know we get feedback from one of our lines, so I'm just telling you, we have to be careful of everything that we. Somebody got their line open. I'm about to mute lines and find out who it is. But if you got to, something's going. Hold on, I'm gonna try to find out. Well, go ahead, go ahead, take over, and I'll find out. Okay, it sounds like we got it cleared up. I don't know who it was, but I just want to say that you know. I thought about something that you say there, and, and I want I want to go here real quick. You know, I remember when I was younger, my godfather had a Cadillac. Every year he was getting a new Cadillac. And I never could figure it out. They only drove it on Sunday. During the week they drove, both of them had two old, regular old cars that they drove during the week. But on Sunday, they pulled that Cadillac off. And I didn't figure out until I was older that he never took that Cadillac to work for a reason. That's right. And, and see, that's, that's the mentality that, that, that we have to, that we, that we have had for years. We always had stuff. It was people within our community. And if, if you were within that 50 to 60, 50 to 60, maybe late 40s or something like that, you always seen people within your community that had stuff, but the ones that had it, Look at how, how how they went about handling their business. Right. That's that's society. But then you got these young people today. Hell, they can go out and make 
$20,000, well, let's say $50,000, they'll take that $50,000 and go put it down on a car, don't have insurance or nothing, but they're driving through the hood. They got the baddest <laughs> Mercedes in the hood. They don't know that if it breaks down, they can't afford to get it fixed. They don't know that they have to have insurance, or they don't, they don't care. They just want to be seen. Uh-oh. Come on, yeah, Ron. You're right, you Ron. But I'm going to tell you what. I'll tell you what, though, Ron. I agree with you 100%. But see, now now that's our time as men to step up and say we dropped the ball on that. See, because I'm going to yes, tell you, sir. as men, and especially as men who have, you know, I don't know, everybody on this line for the most part have, have been responsible for either their own business or have been in a position where you're responsible for more than yourself. So your decision-making skills have to be of such that you can be selfish if you want to, but when you see somebody suffer from a from a poor decision that you made, see you don't see it, it's it's a different feeling when you see somebody go home and they got to make a life change or life decision because of something you you did. So mm-hmm. it, it it reinforces us making sound decisions. So what we see and what you're talking about, Ron, when these young brothers do that is because they never had a man in front of them long enough to teach them. So we can't assume that they're going to know what to do because they it ain't going to fall out of the sky and hit them in the head. And that's part, and I see, I'm going to say this, that is also part of the fuel of why they don't want to tolerate what we have allowed to happen. They look at us, man, yes, I'm sir. telling you. They look at us and they realize you all could have stopped this, but you made a choice not to. So yep. when, when when we want to guide them now, see, we got to keep that in mind. It's a whole lot of pride to the side and, and really apologizing to them that's going to have to happen first. And it's got to be sincere. <laughs> Because I'm telling you, and we all know this, the worst thing in the world is to have somebody that, that doesn't mind doing harm to you who, who doesn't fear you. They're not afraid of what you're going to do back. But, see, that all of that can be channeled, it can be channeled into productivity, man. That's, that's really what I'm saying. And, but the window is closing. The time is is, is is just about gone to where we have any standing where they will listen to to some of us. So we don't have a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. Class, I, I know you want to jump in on that, but um, I'm going to no, yield I, I, and let just, you come on in. No, I, I was just going to say, here here's a classic example, Ron, that's being played out uh, every Tuesday night uh, right here on Blog Talk USA. Now, for the most part of this uh, two-hour uh, live broadcast, you pretty much hear three voices. But there's a silent voice that's out there. No matter when we need him, where we need him, or how we need him, he's always there. But see, he ain't out there talking. He ain't out there trying to get before the television or get be, become notorious. I'm, I'm talking about self. And, 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 and relate that back to what we're talking about. We got a whole lot of people that's out there. But we ain't got a but a few. We don't well. We don't have but a few that you can depend on. Like I said, I've I've heard over and over and over. Ron, let's do this. Let me give you the most recent example. We were going to have a trash cleanup 
in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. knew what the rule was, which was to meet at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. At 10 o'clock, still, but people showed up. But we say we're concerned about our community. Hmm. And my point is, we've got yeah. a lot of talkers, but not enough doers. Absolutely. I, I agree with you, Glass, because it's always like that. You have people that talk, they'll stand up in the middle of a crowd and say, I'm going to do this, and we're going to do this, and we're going to move forward. And after this is over, they even name what they're going to do. And after it's over with, it, nothing materializes. And I know we it sounds like we're beating a dead horse here, but, but unless we move that horse and get on the back of that horse, and it's a lot of people that got horses, and listen, unless we pull those rings, well, not pull them back, but if we don't slap that horse or kick that horse, that horse going to stand right there all day. It ain't going to move. Yep. We have to do something to get that horse to move. We have to do something to, to move the cause and continue continue to get this cause moving in the right direction. And if there's anybody out there, we got a lot of callers on the line now. If there's anybody out there who would like to join in or have a, a voice, their opinion, press 1 and we'll pull you into the conversation. And you got a voice. And I'm going to say it like Glass would say. you got a voice here at Blog Talk USA. You can go to any other media that's out there, and I guarantee you they don't want to hear from you. At Blog Talk USA, ever since we got started, we want to hear from, from other people and see what they got to say. Now, we'll continue talking about about what Amen. we're talking about, but if you if you, if you got a new voice that you want to bring in something that we, we're not even talking about, but it's relative to what we're saying, please, just press one. Don't be afraid. We're not going to beat you up. We're going to give you the mic and let you say what you got to say. So that's how we do me, it here at Blog Talk. Let me ask you all something. Let me ask you something, Ron. The whole time, yes, sir. what president you know in the United States history with a ride and all that's going on never got on national TV and said a word? Never. Mm. Not one iota. Mm. Ron, even, even if he was trying to fake it, not one. Not one. You know, the best way. Sometimes it didn't go his way. Sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes we sometimes we have to. Some, y'all y'all know if you brought it up, and I hate I hate to bring it up, but I'm gonna bring it up anyway. Sometimes we have to look at how we're used to get our message to get their message across. Now, now I, I'm gonna say this, and I, I know I'm gonna piss off some people, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Now, out of all the people that Biden could have talked to in that house when he went there. What picture comes out? What picture comes out, out out to the media? A picture of him and this little girl that said, "My dad changed the world." He could he could have had anybody else in that family that he could have talked to. I guarantee you that somebody within his organization said, "That's the picture that we need to get," uh-huh. and we're gonna put you oh, an yeah. opportunity to get it. So I'm just Photo telling y'all. We've been we've we've been lied to for years, and, and we have to start calling it out, just like these youngsters. I'm not yep. saying that I'm not voting for Biden. Don't get me wrong, because he's the only uh-huh. choice I got. But don't you don't have to fool me. I'm not going to be fooled by the pranks and, and 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 the little things that you do behind the scenes to, to make yourself look good. No, no, that wasn't that wasn't for real. Hey, hey, you know, hey, 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 I, I, I come agree, on. I agree with you. 
No, I, I agree with everything you're saying, and, and I support exactly what you're saying. But uh, on, uh, let me just add a little bit to it because so, I don't want to look like I'm debating because I'm not. But, but I also take that a step further. We have some people that's in our community that do the same thing strictly for photo ops. Hey, amen. And, and, and I'm, I'm with you. I don't like to be hoodwink or bamboos. I like for you to be straight and shoot from the hip and, and, and run. That's the thing that we need to challenge the Democratic Party relative to what you just said. We don't need no more damn photo ops. We've had enough photo ops. I got images of, of people with uh, uh, German shepherds biting them. I got images with water mm-hmm. holes. Those are the images that I see. I, I, I don't mm-hmm. see what, what's good. Well, the only thing I disagree with, Byron, the only thing I disagree with that on, I hate to say it is, don't don't get upset at me, but you're driving the younger voters away when they say, hey, I just heard Byron say, hey, it don't matter if you vote for Biden or not, they 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 about the same. You know what I'm saying? We can't oh, we no, can't no, no, let no, no, them. No, 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 Steph, that, that, yeah, that, that ain't what I'm saying. No, I, I'm saying that for me, the clear choice between the two is is is, is Biden. Now, I'm, I'm, that's who I, that's who I'm going to look at. Okay, I, I would never. I would never uh, support the, the current person under any circumstance. I, I would never support the devil under any circumstance, and I equate them two as, as being one and the same. Now, I, I think what people need to do is challenge uh, Biden to be more of an open – see, because what he's doing right now is what, is what I think Ron is saying. He's been a lame duck. He thinks everything is sure shot. He ain't got to do a whole lot because he knows, okay, I already got him. They're not going to vote for Trump, so I ain't got to do too much. No, you got to do just as much as Trump, if not more. Yeah, the only thing that I'm uh, the, what the, what I'm really trying to say on this is don't be fooled and surprised when we vote him in the office and we find out that we're not that much different than where we was. Because if you go back and look at his past track record, you understand that he's saying the same thing that they, that that's been going on even before he became President Obama's um, running mate or vice president. Go back and look at his track record before then. And you understand that we're not we're not we're not too far away from where we are right now. And the one thing that I hope, and Sip, I'm I'm gonna say this because the one thing that I hope and I pray that that the Democratic Party is telling him not to debate Trump because I can tell you, based on what I've seen from Biden, he ain't good in debates at all. So you don't want to see him debate because that that basically just sends a message out to the rest of the, his other side that yeah man I ain't voting for him. <laughs> I'm just telling you that, that that's the absolute truth. You do not want to see this man debate. <laughs> oh boy! Don't y'all don't y'all get fooled. I'm telling you, if if the first debate come on. <laughs> I'm gonna sit back and say we got another president. We got the same president we had before, and that's sad, but that's true. Ron, I, I think I think you got a valid point. I think you got a valid yep. point. Uh, it, 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 again, it, it tr- the right is just right and wrong is just wrong. It's 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 non-debatable. It, it, it's it's a no-brainer. We know that. Uh, I'm hoping that something else happens to transpire. I'm hoping Barack can be up there speaking in his ear or something. I don't know, but you're right. Hey, Ron, uh, Brian, Brian. go ahead and say what you have to Hey, go ahead and say what you have to huh? you, need, you need to tell them what they're listening to, man. Go and tell them what they're listening to. 
Yeah, you, you, it, it's, it's about uh, 8.57 p.m. Central Standard Time. You listen to Blog Talk Radio on Blog Talk USA. Tonight we're talking about current events. You're welcome to join the conversation at any point in time. All you got to do is press one. Run, I think we got about three minutes left in the broadcast, right? No, we got 30, 31 minutes left. <laughs> it's not, it's not, okay. we go off about 9.30, man. But, um, okay, okay, I just, yeah. I, and, 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 and this whoa, 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 is what whoa, 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 run, run. to get you. Can, can I, can I, go ahead, go can ahead. I do this? Uh, yeah, if, yeah, if there's anybody out there on the line, you don't have to identify yourself, first of all. You don't have to tell us your name. You don't have to do any of that. And the only way we're going to identify you is by calling the last four digits uh, of your number. Uh, if there's something that you would like to discuss, uh, please press 1. And it can be anything. It, can, it doesn't even have to be relative to the topics that we're talking about tonight. But, uh, Ron, you know I like to hear from other people. Uh, we talk enough. I like to hear from other people because sometimes I like to ride in a driver's seat. So if we got anybody that's pressing one, if we do, we'll bring them in. If not, we'll continue. Absolutely. I don't, I don't, I don't, nobody has pressed one the glass, so we must be talking, saying something that's making a little bit of sense tonight. And we're getting a lot of feedback on the line, but I'm sure we can take care of it. sound like road noise, but sometimes when you've got this many lines open, it's like that, and I hear the police and everything coming in. So if you hear the police <laughs> yeah. in the background, it's probably you. Yes, yeah, 250 <laughs> lines that are right now, uh, and that's, that's a lot of lines. Uh, Ron alluded to it earlier. If you call Michael Basin, if you call uh, Steve Harvey, you call those other radio shows, uh, they're not going to allow you to have an open format to where you can talk about whatever it is that's arriving in your mind, not necessarily ours. What we try to do is bring up a topic, and we expand off of that. So, again, if there's anybody that's out there who would like to talk, all they got to do is press the one. We'll bring it right in. If not, run. We'll continue the conversation. Uh, so, uh, let, let, let's, let's look at uh, the next 30 minutes moving forward. Uh, we know we got the uh, next, uh, the upcoming election in uh, November. We, we, it appears, Aaron, that uh, there may be some glitches from what's going on out in uh, Atlanta today with uh, people backed up in line, the machines not working, mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, we all could become proactive in that. Uh, Aaron Simp, uh, Ron, let, let, let's kind of expound on that for about five or ten minutes because some people think that voting is, uh, is not legitimate. They actually they think that uh, it's, it's even a waste of time. Uh, let, let's kind of uh, talk about that. I, yeah, well, I'll start. I'll like start. I engage. I engage yeah, in the conversation. If you, and then, Aries, uh, if you want to come in, and then anybody else after then. I just want to say, yeah, if you don't, if you don't vote, please don't call these airways. And I'll tell you the reason why, because you don't have a voice if you don't vote. In order to 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 say anything about what's going on, the stupidest comment that you could ever make on Facebook is, "I'm not voting," but I disagree with Trump. Because if you're not voting against the man to get him out of the office, you're basically just bumping your gums, as old people used to say. And bumping your gums ain't, ain't going to change anything. As a matter of fact, that'll put Trump back in office because we don't, we don't make up the majority in the United States of America. We, we are really a minority, just as they call us. We have a certain percentage of vote that, that we put in as black people across America. It doesn't necessarily mean that if, if everybody comes out of the woods in, in different states or the Ozarks and all the rest of that, we're going to be all voting. So we have to make every vote that we can count. Aaron? 
Y'all know that I don't have a very popular opinion about not necessarily voting or not voting, but I've said this since I can remember, especially on these shows, that it's like going and trying to play in the Super Bowl, but you didn't play the first 15 games of the season. And you expect to go to the Super Bowl and take home the trophy. Hmm. What I what I mean by saying that is two two major things, major points I want to make when it comes to voting. The leverage that we give away by one not being united and leveraging our collective, not individual, and not individual community power to not wait for Joe Biden to tell us what he's going to do for us, to proactively tell Joe Biden, if you want this vote, this is what you must do. Otherwise, you won't be entertained as having any say on that as far as whether you're going to get our vote or not. Because, Baron, you said something very important about him, I would just say say it like this, taking the, the taking for granted that he's guaranteed, you know, we know he's a nominee, but I think he's taken for granted, which he's not the first one to do that. But I think he's taken for granted, given the status of the current administration, that it's in the bag. So I'm going to say it like this. If you don't make known or put a demand on somebody who's on roller skates, they're going to keep on rolling down the road and may not even make it past your, <laughs> your house. Your so too often, I think what we do, now we get emotional, and, ain't no, and, and hell, if there was a level or a meter that could say how pissed off the country is with Trump, it would be all, it wouldn't even, the meter would be broken. So there's no question about the dissatisfaction towards this administration. But the question is, is that dissatisfaction enough to not just vote for somebody different or vote this person out? Are we prepared to not just hold somebody accountable? You can't hold somebody accountable after you give them the damn baton. Come on, put the person in office. And we just, we, we, I don't know what it is, or I do know what it is, but. I don't know what it's going to take for us to understand you don't, you know, we want to wait until the broom has been jumped. Then we want to come back and say what we expect in the marriage. No. Hmm. Courtship says we put everything on the table first before we say the I do's and we're going to make a decision. This may not be the marriage made in heaven. Good we may have to we, we may have to come with a whole nother agenda. So what do the what is different between us and let's just say and I'm not this is not nobody should take this anything any other way than what I'm when I say it like this. If you go to the Hispanic communities, if you go to what's called the tiny towns, these are communities within this nation who don't, and, and, and somebody's going to take this out of context, but that's okay. They have a whole other outlook on what 
on what happens on election day and who occupies those offices because mm. they control their own destiny way before those decisions are even made. They mm. control their commerce. They circulate their dollars. They support each other. They don't have to worry about if somebody gets in a position that's not going to do the right thing because they go do the right thing by themselves. I hope that's making sense what I'm saying. So not telling nobody not to exercise their right to vote. I'm saying we got to do better at leveraging the damn vote, man. That's that's what I'm saying. Because I think uh, we – that, that's where we waste our time, man, not in not voting. We waste our time in giving the damn leverage away, man. I agree with you 100%. Aaron, Ron, Ron brought up a, a very bad point. Chump, I'm going to bring you in first. I'm going to let you answer both at one time. Now, we know that old Joe uh, has put his foot in his mouth and said that uh, he's going to have a female VP. And we know that uh, Andrew Cuomo out there in New York is looking mighty well, mighty fine as uh, as a potential VP. But since he's put his foot in his mouth and uh, committed to uh, a female uh, simp, uh, who do you think uh, he's looking at or should look at and uh, why you think that person would be the best fit? I think I think you said the best candidate that can make him win, that can talk for him. Because right now he can't talk. He can't. He can't talk. I'm sorry. He can't say nothing right now. Just keep his mouth shut. My daddy say, when you keep your mouth shut, I won't know how dumb you are. So sometimes you have to keep your mouth shut. There's another thing too. What's the other thing, Brian? Keep your mouth shut or either expose it and let everybody remove all the doubts that you're dumb. So everybody right. think you're dumb. Just shut up. And Glass, I'm going to answer that real quick for you. At that ceremony today, he sent in a videotape, didn't he? He didn't want to make no mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) He had to review it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh, I'm just telling you. Oh, yeah. I I mean, it's it's up for discussion. You know, I, I think everybody... You know, the, the entitlement is the opinion, and I think we, we all should give it because one can bounce off the other, and we all may end up arriving uh, at the same place, which we have tonight. A- exactly what Aaron is saying is exactly why it need, needed to be said. He explained the fact that, no, he's not discouraging a person uh, from voting. And as a matter of fact, I think he would encourage you to vote. But there's another component. Or there, there are other components of voting that we often offset, and we give we give up too much goods before we should give. It's kind of like why, uh, why, uh, what is it, the cow and the milk? I mean, it, it's the same thing. Absolutely. That's right. Both of you, I'm going to tell you all, you all both are right, but I'm going to still say this without, with, with, and this is my thing, I'm going to say it to the, to the election is over, over with. Please don't debate nobody. Don't have, don't, don't give him an open mic. Don't do anything. Please just get my vote by you sitting down and shutting the hell up. Because you got my vote right now. But you can keep talking, and you're going to lose me and half the people voting for you. So just sit down, wait till the election night is over with. Then you can say whatever the hell you want to, because we can vote you out in four years, too. And so what you saying, Ron? You agree with me? (laughs) You're saying you agree with me, right? You need to shut up. (laughs) 
No, he need a gag order. That's what he needs. The Democratic oh, Party needs to put him on a gag order. Because I'm just telling you, he can say some things that, that, that as Michael Carter used to say, have, have you one one to go? You're thinking about it a few minutes later, and you say, "What the hell did he just say?" I know he didn't say that. You know, hey, you hey, know it, it's certain things. That, go ahead, Glenn. No, I was gonna say we we, we all sitting here laughing, uh, being a little humorous about it, but in in actuality, those are facts. That that's the reality that we're living with. And, and you're right, uh, and Aaron is right, and and that's why I'm saying uh, we the voices have to put the pressure on the party itself because what's going to happen is if, if there's something in old Joe that's not supposed to be there that's been hidden, it's going to eventually slip up because if you put him in that position to say it because he, he can't control it, and, and, and that's, those are just facts, you know. So well, y'all, y'all know yeah. who yeah. Mo- right? Huh? You, heard me? you know who said, the, who said the most this week? Colin Powell did the best this week. I don't tell nobody that. Right. Colin Powell and, told and him, you have no yeah. rights in the troops in there. You need to straighten it up right now. And before midnight, he had them troops out of there, too. He knew better. Because mm. Colin Powell was up to something. I don't know what he was up to, but he told him, you need to straighten it up. He said, you have no right doing that. That against the Constitution. Against well, the here's Constitution, the other deal that's people. coming up, too. Now, now Romney is showing up everywhere now. Romney went out there and got, got in the crowd and everything. You know, that ain't Romney's style. Romney don't feel like he has to get out there and protest. But... You know, if Trump keeps doing what he's doing, I don't think his party might not support him as, as the next candidate to represent the Republican Party. Now, that's what we run into the problem, because if his party doesn't support that fool, we, it's, it's going to be hard for us to to, to, to go any further. I'm just being honest. Which is all the more reason. Which is all the more reason why you're right. Biden should shut up because see he he's got he's got a, a good amount of uh, uh, Trump supporters now. And you're right. He needs to shut up. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying to sit down. Hey, I'm not saying to sit down and just act like you're a little kid in the corner. But it don't hurt to smile every once in a while. Give two thumbs up. Just keep that damn mouth shut. Uh-huh. But but listen, what you're saying. What what Brian just said. He got every vice, I mean, uh, ex-president, former president, don't vote for him. Every former vice president, don't vote for him. Everybody that ran for office, Hillary, everybody voting for him. Shut your mouth. You got everybody in the corner. Shut up. That's all you got to do right now. The, 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 the whole family, the whole Bush family voting for him. The Clintons voting for him. Obama's voting for him. Shut your mouth, man. All you got to do is shut your mouth. You're walking the White House. But the other, the other deal to that is that, Everybody voting for himself, but you have to look at look at it this way. He can go out there and mess up two days before the election, say something stupid, and all these people in his corner. He make them look like fools too. Everybody's in his corner. So you you you. I don't I don't know. I, I'm like you, Simp. I'm, I'm I said it. He needs to sit down, shut up, and sit down somewhere and just be quiet. Hey, wait hey, till after the election, and then well hey, well I was glad. I want to say this, and then I'm gonna say I'm gonna shut up. He needs to get him a vice president that can speak for him if he can't talk. <laughs> hey, yeah, Ron, you, you, you're right. Um, all, I, all I wanted to do is say that we, we got one of our very uh, loyal listeners out there from way back uh, six, seven, eight years ago. Uh, he, he, he just texted and said he's really uh, enjoying the show. Uh, he's a very good advocate uh, in his local town. Uh, he goes to 
meetings. He challenges the sheriff. Uh, he tries to get people elected, and this is an old school cat. Uh, you know, uh, health is not 100% up, but uh, he's doing it. Uh, he always have uh, been our law supporter, and I just want him to know that uh, we appreciate uh, everything uh, that he's doing. Uh, appreciate him calling in and continuing to support uh, Blog Talk USA. Uh, he always tries Amen. to go out and get uh, different people to come in on the program. So I like to acknowledge those who who uh, you know been following us uh, from day one. Uh, Run, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mute myself. Uh, for a moment, so if if I'm if I'm silent for a long time, don't y'all worry. Just go on care on the show because I'm gonna be listening. Yeah. Well, I I, I don't I don't I'm trying to figure out where we go from there because we already say yeah. This is what I'm gonna ask you, Aaron. Who do you think he should get as a running mate? Because we ain't <laughs> we ain't asking him. To, we ain't demanding nothing of him. So who do you think he should get well, as a running mate? <laughs> well, here, here's, here's the issue. Here's the issue with with appearances and looking good and sounding good. I'm gonna tell you just like this: if I felt like he would do the right thing, Ron, simp, I wouldn't care if he got up and stuttered his way through the whole speech. Because see, we get that's where we normally get tricked is verbally when somebody says the right thing but they don't follow through with the right thing. So here, here's, a, here's a thought. So we talked about our young people earlier tonight. I would like to see every candidate have to go through and answer whatever questions the young people wanted to ask him in terms of what they're going to do to change the current reality. Because you get a different feeling from children who, when they ask questions, make people tremble because they're going to get that sense right then and there that you're not going to be able to play around with your answer with this generation of people. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, you not you may not have a once or twice to, to half-ass tell a, tell a lie. So mm-hmm. what if that was, what if that was a criteria for not just the Democratic Party. It needs to. That needs to almost be the agenda for the Democratic Party. You got to answer to this this generation what you're gonna do, not what you're gonna say you're gonna do, because they're ready to hold you accountable today, not after you get there, but right now today. So how would they, how would they structure their whole their agenda to get their vote if that was the case? If they had to go through them. You know, I, I really, I. Yeah, I, I don't have no answer for that, but but uh, you know, I keep on saying a, a person's history is gonna haunt them. Now I'm not the smartest person in the world, nor nor have I ever said that I was the sharpest crayon in the box. But if if ever I say something that's real this time, please, Joe Biden, just shut up. Because somebody just shared something with me. I shared shared it with Byron, and I shared it with Sid Sharon Simple. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't see that much of a change that's coming. I really don't. But I, I know yeah, that we just get this fool out of the White House because he don't know the Constitution at all. He ain't upholding the Constitution. The only thing he knows is what Trump wants to do. So I ask. But you know, sad. You, you're you're abs- you're absolutely right, Ron. But you know what's what's even more sad? 
more than half the people that's voting don't know what the hell is in the Constitution. So how do they know they're being represented or misrepresented? They don't know either. I'm going to say it real loud and clear where everybody can understand me. Just because you know two or three scriptures out of the Bible doesn't mean that you're preaching. That's right. <laughs> so you That's might right. know one or two things that say within the Constitution, but that doesn't mean that you should be president either. So I'm just I, right. I, I want to say I want to say it in a way where we can understand it. We just had recently had a black man that was president, and this man never had a, a, a Congress or a Senate that supported him in anything that he did. Then we turn around and we had a, a, we got a man named Trump in the office, and he had the the Congress and the Senate, and he blundered. I mean, he just messed that all up. Now he has the Senate, and he's making all of them look like fools. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. I'm kind of wondering that's what's true. next. I mean, where did you go you next? Know, you know what, Ron? I've 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 said this before, but it may, it has a whole lot different meaning now for me. I can't speak for anybody else, but see, we got to. I, I think sometimes we get so upset with Trump, we don't realize how he sees himself. Trump doesn't give a damn about being the president. I mean, let me just say it like that. The the presidency <laughs> for him is like him being over one of his own companies. He believes he's a king. He doesn't. He don't care about the Constitution. He is, to me, he is the real mindset of America, of American politics. He represents the things that have always kind of been covered up, but America has always done things with other countries or two other countries that the average American person is unaware of. Now we're starting to see how America really handles business at home and abroad. And we don't we don't want to swallow it or accept it. But, see, me personally, I'd rather, if, if I go to the doctor and I, got, and I got to hear a bad report, I'd rather you tell me the truth than have me having my hopes up that I'm going to, I'm only coming in and my cough was just asthma. As opposed to lung cancer, mm-hmm. so we, it's for us and for the for the American people. See, we're, this we're in a country that has spoiled us. We're spoiled, man. Things that are most difficult, we avoid those. We don't want to say what Trump really is. We, we, yeah, we, we'll we'll talk about him and we'll we're pissed off at him. But this dude don't care nothing about being the president, man. He this is look. I'm gonna say it like this. He's he's more of a pharaoh by the way he handles it. He don't he don't listen to the people around him. He don't care. He he thinks he can fire everybody. How you gonna fire somebody that you didn't hire? But that's the way he thinks. So we have to stop reacting so much to him, and li- and really, you know, he's he's very predictable. Who who's Who's really surprised about something that comes out of Trump's mouth? Just be be honest. It, yeah, it, it is gonna rub a lot of people the wrong way, but he ain't surprised me not one time. Cause we knew what this dude was before he got in there. 
Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. So, we knew what you so, you so know what you is. got before you even started. Go ahead. Yeah, so it, it, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to be quiet. I'm really, I, I, I hope somebody gets mad at what I'm about to say because I think it will make them think. If if it comes down to what I suggested might happen earlier, see, now people are going to have to really start dealing with what it takes to survive when what you're used to leaning on is no longer there. Can you really, instead of holding up signs and symbols and wearing T-shirts that say Black Lives Matter, what if you have, what if the black life that, that didn't matter to you before is the only way you're going to live the next day. Somebody, you have to hope that somebody that looks like one of us will will not take you out. And I'm not suggesting we gonna, that they'll be killed. I'm saying, what if it has, what if it's no other people around, no other police officers but black officers, black firefighters? What if, what if, what if it came down to that? Since we're the essential workers at this time. And what if somebody who's never even wanted to come into contact with a person, a black person or a Hispanic person, has to depend on that person to save their life at that point in time? What are they going to do? Absolutely. I agree with you. Hey, Glass, we're coming up on about six minutes, so if you want to come in and just kind of close us out and then Simp and then Aaron, if it's any time after then, I'll, I'll come in behind everybody else. Um, if 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 Simp can't if if Glass can't come back on yet, um, go ahead, um, Simp. Hey, Ron. Oh, no. Ron, I'm I'm mobile right now, so I, I don't want no back noise to be there. But I've really enjoyed the show tonight. Uh, once again, we've touched some areas that uh, other people are afraid to touch, and uh, I think we need to continue to go on and on and on. Aaron, I appreciate you coming on. We need to get Cora Jackson. Uh, from Baltimore, Maryland, on and, and take it back to yes. old times, Ron. But we go as deep as we can. Uh, next week, yeah. uh, you know, let's 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 talk specifically about race. Let let's let's go in on dive directly into it and talk about race. Once again, you listen to Blog Talk USA on Blog Talk Radio. I I have enjoyed the show. Yes, sir. Sharing simple or hearing? Two minutes. Man, I, I'm just gonna say I appreciate you all um, keeping the, you know, keeping things going, man. I, I, uh, I think everybody knows what my situation has been the last year and a half, two years. But uh, the, the most important thing is one person doesn't uh, deter from momentum staying forward, you know, going forward. Uh, but I appreciate, man, the fact that there's men on the line who who don't mind saying what other folks won't say or or asking questions that other people won't ask because I always believe the stuff that's the hardest to, to face is what you should face first. And then everything else is simple at that point. But, you know, uh, hopefully somebody somewhere got something out of the show that may change their perspective, expand their mind or whatever, but we just can't. You said it earlier, Ron. Um, continuing to do the same thing, man, is, is defined as insanity, and I don't want to be considered insane. Absolutely. I appreciate, it. Sim, I appreciate you, Aaron. Come on, Sim. I'm fine, uh, Ron. That was a good show. Uh, 
We just got to, like you say, we can't give up just because the film, and then you got better, they got to keep going. You can't just stop. If you give up now, you can back at square one again. You have to keep keep the foot, the, put the foot down. They got the knee down, we put our foot down. Keep going. That's what we got to do. Go ahead, close it out, Ron. Not to. I totally agree with you. I think one of the things that we, we, we when we got started with Blog Talk USA and and everybody that's on this line that remember this, we didn't we didn't want to touch everybody. We leave that up to those people out there that that can reach out to everybody that wanna have everybody's opinion and all the rest of that. We just always wanted this one person. If we just changed the mind or formulated opinion in one person, we were satisfied with that because that one person can make a change that you that you would never see or believe. And I think that George Floyd was that one person that we were talking about. He has changed the way that we look at things. He has changed the way we will view things for the rest of rest of our lives. We never had that before. We always had visions, but we never had any action being that was actually put into place. We've had police killings all over the United States. We have we have had necks on the throat and all the rest of that. But see what the deal was, and I think Aaron Aaron touched on this earlier. It wasn't a video of some of those killings. Now that George Floyd is coming out, we're seeing stuff to come back from a year ago, two years ago, and different police departments are showing it's, it's showing on the air. They had the videos. They had the police cameras that was there. But now it's starting to be like a transparency, and we never had that before. I was listening to the mayor in Houston. He's been the mayor for the last, I want to say, eight years. I, I think eight years. I'm not, I'm not for sure. But I was listening to him. Ever since I've been in Houston, I've never heard anybody talk about transparency within the police department. It was always the mayor wanted to do one thing and the police chief wanted to do something else. But I'm hearing, I heard today that, they, that they're trying to get on the same page. We're moving forward. We can't, we can't stop. We have to support whatever's happening out there. And don't discourage. When, when you talk to young people, don't discourage them. The only thing that you discourage them about is destroying personal property. Please don't tell them not to get out there and protest because it's never going to change. It's, it's never going to change. So, Glass, I'm, we got about 90 seconds, 60 seconds coming up. If you just want to jump in real quick, we'll, we'll put up with the noise because I don't think that we can continue doing this show without your input also. So come on in with your noise and everything else and just kind of give your input, and we'll, we'll close it out after then. Well, Ron, I think you said it best. Uh, you know, if, if we can't uh, encourage, we don't need to. We don't need to discourage. What we need to do is sit down at the table with these youngsters to try to find out what their ideals, philosophies, and goals are. And if we need to take a back seat, that's what we need to do. But if you're gonna in, if you're gonna discourage them, then you're gonna end up doing more harm than good. And right now, like you said, Ron, for the first time, we got the mayor and the police chief, everybody moving in the right direction. And I've always used this analogy. It's, it makes no sense if we're on the one-yard line and we should be on the 50-yard line. So progress is made day by day. It's like chopping down a tree. You chop, eventually it'll fall. Have a good night. And with that said, we, we, it's nothing else to be said. We're going to say good night and look forward to the next week's show. We come on Tuesday nights at 730. Also, um, come on, come on, I need some help. <laughs> 
Um, Brandon Johnson does a show on Thursday nights. Please check it out. It's called the Gumbo Mix. And then Monday we have Mar- Marvelous Mondays with Dr. Shirley McKellar out of Tyler, Texas. And she's an elected official down there now, Glass. She's a city council member. So make sure y'all listen to it. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to Blog Talk USA. Good night, brother.